Welcome to Pilgrim Power, the podcast for Pilgrim Rest Baptist Church. Today's message is part of the sermonic series called, Can You Live Like Jesus Died? And is entitled, What Do You Do When You Just Don't Know What To Do? It's taken from Matthew chapter 27, verses 44 through 46. Listen in as we learn more about how to be a true follower of Christ. Jesus, in the first saying from the cross, said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. In the second saying from the cross, he looks at that crook on the cross and says, today, you're going to be with me in paradise. The third cry from the cross, he looks over at his mother and to John, the beloved disciple, and said, Woman, behold thy son. Son, behold thy mother. But here today, in the midpoint of the seven sayings of Jesus, we're at point number four there going to be three statements before this and three statements behind him in the middle of the saga. He says, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? I want to pause here because if you've been living long enough, If life has knocked the life out of you, one day you will ask the Lord this same question. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Don't you think those parents of those children who were killed in Nashville is asking the same question? My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Don't don't you think those millions of people who have had damage to their homes and lost power all over the country are waking up this morning saying, Lord, I've served you. Lord, I worship you and you allow this to happen in my life, my God. My God, why hast thou forsaken me? Have you ever stood in this church and looked down in the face of a loved one and asked the Lord, Lord, why have you forsaken me? If you haven't been there, keep waking up in the morning and keep going to bed at night. You will come to a point In your journey where you ask the Lord, why have you of all people forsaken me? I understand family will forsake you. I I understand friends will forsake you. I might even forsake myself. But even if I forsake myself, Psalm 46, you said you would be a very present help 
in the time of trouble and you said in the time of trouble you will hide me in your pavilion in your secret place shall you hide me and you will set my feet upon a rock and my head shall be lifted above my enemies round about me you're not supposed to forsake me you'll come to a point in your life where you feel like God has forsaken you I need some help with this. The academician F.F. Bruce has written a book entitled The Hard Sayings of Jesus. You know those hard sayings where the Lord say, I know in old time you've heard it said, do not commit adultery. But Jesus said that if you even look at a person and you long after them with your heart, You've already, tell somebody, that's a hard saying, <laughs> committed adultery. He said that if your right eye forsake you, take some pliers and just gouge it out. Because <laughs> it's better for one part of your body not to be saved than your whole body go to hell. That's a, tell somebody, that's a, that's a hard saying. Okay, I got another one for you. If your neighbor take your shirt, give them your coat as well. Pastor, this is a Burberry shirt. <laughs> this is a Louis Vuitton coat. Now, hold on, Pastor. No, if they ask for it, you're supposed to get that. Tell somebody that's a hard. So I got one more for you. If your neighbor slap you on one cheek. <laughs> Turn around and let him slap you on the other cheek. Oh, let, let, let me clarify something. I ain't got but two cheeks now. Come on, somebody. You might slap me on the left or the right, but <laughs> I don't know what's gonna happen out of that. Have I got a witness in here? You. The, 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 those are some hard sayings of Jesus. But F.F. Bruce says, out of all of the hard sayings of Jesus, this is the hardest one of all. Where he says, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? The Protestant reformer, theologian Martin Luther said that this is an enigma shrouded in a mystery. For him to say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Because after Martin Luther, it is said by theologians, look at this text. He brooded over it for hours and said, hmm, God forsakes God. You didn't hear me. I didn't say God forsakes man. But he said what, what makes it the mysterium tremendum, what, what, what adds so much mystery to this is that God the Father would forsake, would abandon, would desert God the Son. How are we supposed to work this out? Can, can we work it out for just a few minutes? You've got to understand something. That when God the Father looks at God the Son, 
at this time of the text notice, it says that darkness is over all of the land. And this is not to be confused with a solar eclipse. Because an eclipse only lasts for a few moments. The Bible said that darkness was over the entire land for three hours. Even some extra, extra biblical resources validate that at this point, there was a darkness in the middle of the day that they had never seen. Listen, you all. It had become midnight at midday. Why? Because at this time of the text, it is believed that Jesus had received all of our sin. That's why it was so much darkness because darkness of sin was all around Jesus. Please, if you're writing this, it's known as the doctrine of imputation. Say imputation, imputation. It is believed that at this point that God the Father had put all, had imputed all of the sins on Jesus Christ. Remember now, it goes back to uh, the, their understanding of the Day of Atonement. Remember, to atone for sin, the, the priest would uh, begin to put his hand on the, the goat, the sacrificial goat. That's where we get the scapegoat from. And he would transfer all of the sins of the people to that goat. So that when that goat would be sacrificed, it would atone for the sin of all the Jews. But, but, but watch this, brothers and sisters. When Jesus Christ receives all of our sin, he becomes our scapegoat. Oh, you don't think that Jesus Christ received all our sin. I've got Bible for it. I got Old and New Testament for you. In Isaiah 53 and 5, we know that right. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by stripes we were healed. But verse 6 said, All we like sheep have gone astray. Everyone has gone his own way. And God laid on him the iniquity, the sins of us all. That means that at this point, when he says, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? When God looks over the balcony of heaven, he does not see a son, he sees sin. Okay, I got New Testament for you. Second Corinthians 5 and 21. It said, he who knew no sin became what? He became sin. Why? That we might become, oh my, the righteousness of God. Can I say it again? It said, he who knew no sin became sin that we might become the righteousness of God. Phoenix, they tell me third time is a charm. Let me try it one more time. He who knew 
no sin became sin that we might become the righteousness of God. The shouting news is that he became that you might become. He became sin so you can become saved. He became sin so you can become forgiven. He became sin so you can become blessed. You can become delivered. You can become set free. You can become redeemed. Is there anybody in here that say I'm glad this morning that he became so I could become and I couldn't become if he didn't He, he, he became that we might become. So when God peers over the balcony of heaven and sees that his son, a person had become a thing. He had become sin. Please write this scripture down. Habakkuk 1 and 13 says that God cannot look favorably on sin. So if his son who was a person has now become the thing that God despises. That his son has now become sin. God had to turn his back Rocks, he had to literally forsake his own son. Oh, I wish y'all could see this. He, he had to be guilty of parental abandonment because there was a bigger picture involved. This all had to take place so you and I together today can be the recipients of his salvation. I know we're the recipients. But how does Jesus feel? What do you do? When God has abandoned you. What do you do? When God who promised he'll be there with you always. Have to turn his back. On his own son. And sometimes you'll get there. When you feel like God has forsaken you. You'll feel like you don't know what to do with. What to do next. Because God of all people. Has turned his back on you. So what does Jesus do? Keep looking at the text. Can I tell you what he did? I said, can I tell you what he did? He just hangs in there. Y'all don't hear me. Can I get a witness? That what you do when you don't know what to do, you just keep hanging? On in there because it may be bad right now, but if you hang on in there, I believe that times will get better. It won't always be like this, so you got to just tell your neighbor, hang in there, hang in there. 
because when he hung in there he didn't give up when he hung in there he understood his assignment when he hung in there he still had work to do you would think that after God had forsaken him that there would be no more cries from the cross that we could close up our Bibles this would be the end of the crucifixion but no no baby he kept on dying and the more he kept on dying the more he kept on bleeding and the more he kept on bleeding the more people got saved the more people got saved the more people got blessed the more people got blessed the more people got redeemed because he didn't give up when he felt forsaken and you got to learn that when you feel forsaken you can't throw in the towel when you feel like God has abandoned you you got to hang on in there until times get better you gotta hang on in there believing that weeping may endure for the night but joy comes in the morning you got to hang on listen I want you to get this choir members I want you to get this he remains faithful Because he could have jumped off the cross. He remained faithful to him even when he was forsaken. I want you to get this. He remains faithful to God even when he couldn't feel God. Choir members. It's going to be some time when you don't feel him, but you got to keep singing anyway. Ushers, it's going to be some time when you don't want to serve folk because they being mean to you. Oh my God. But you still got to serve anyway. Have I got a witness in here? Sometimes I don't feel like preaching, but I've learned if I open up my mouth, he'll speak for me. I may not feel like preaching, but the more I start preaching and talking about the goodness of the Lord, the more I feel like preaching to tell somebody there is a reality in serving a true and living God can God depend on you to be faithful to him even when you can't feel him see see, Christian we got some fair weather Christians today we only want to serve and we only want to minister when Things are idealistic for us. When everything is picturesque and everything we want it to be, but you got to learn to be faithful unto the Lord even when you don't feel Him, even when you can't trace Him, you still got to open up your mouth. And, and I know sometimes you don't even feel like coming to church because you felt like God has forsaken you. But I have learned, brothers and sisters, if I wait on the Lord and be of good courage, even when I feel forsaken, I know He'll strengthen my heart. Okay. Can I give you a scripture? I'm hurrying up because we got to get outside. Revelation 2 and 10 says, Be thou faithful. Watch this. Unto death. I, I, can, I, can I play with it just a minute? 
It did not say, Bro Barbara, be faithful until death. Okay, let me make sure you get it. See, until, bro, battle means to a point. Unto means beyond the point. See, some of us will be faithful until somebody make us mad. Tell your neighbor, pastor getting ready to meddle now. <laughs> Some of us will be faithful until she sat in my seat. Uh, this is not in my manuscript, but can, can I just say this while I got time? Uh, ain't no names on nobody's seat in this church. I'm talking about in the choir stand. I'm talking about in every pew. It, it, ain't no aside. Look, I ain't even got no seat and I'm the pastor. So how you gonna fix your mouth to move out my seat? No, baby. God paid for all these seats in here. I wish somebody would say, preach, pastor. some ride or die saints. So I don't care if you sitting where I use the sit. I, I can make the Holy Ghost can get in this space just like he got in that space and the Holy Ghost can jump from the balcony and jump down on them. Is there anybody in here that can say I'm going to be faithful unto not unto You got to serve, not for people. You got to serve for God. Because at the end of the day, he's the one going to say, well done. Thy good and Can I meddle one more time and I'm going to my second point. He said, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Some folk good but ain't faithful, and some folk faithful but ain't no good. God needs some folk that's good. You're faithful, but your attitude bad. You're faithful, but can't nobody tell you nothing. You faithful, but don't nobody want to sit next to you. Lord, make us good and faithful. Be thou faithful unto death. I'll give you a crown of life. I got to hurry up. But 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 I got to point out this because when this thing revealed to me, it made my hair stand up and I don't have none. Watch this. Watch this, church. The fourth saying is the midway point, right? It's in the middle. Okay. So, can we use our machiology for a minute? So how 
if Jesus would have stopped dying at the midway point. When I look at the alphabets, there are 26 of them, right? The 13th alphabet is M. So let's suffice it to say that up to this point, Jesus has died for all the A's, B's, C's, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L. See, Brother Battle, if Jesus would have got out the cross, you'd been all right because your last name Battle. Huh? Listen, your, your last name Gibson. You you you'd have been you've been all right, right? But uh, the Mackies, Elder Yarbrough, you sure wouldn't have made it. <laughs> you, you way in the wide. We 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 wouldn't have made. It. But church. See, y'all A through L folk, y'all can, y'all can go on and be seated. But I'm looking for the M through the Z's. Stan Lewis, you would have made it already. But, but, but I need some, for Christian, you would have already made it. But I need some other folk. How that's like us in the R's and the M's that can wave the hands and say, I'm glad that he finished dying on the cross. God, he saved me. Now, if the M and the Z's can praise him, can I get the A through the L's to help us to say he did it for me? A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, Elemental P, Q, I, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, Z. Can I get everybody in the church that said Jesus paid it all? All to him I owe. Sin left a crimson stain. But he washed it whiter than snow. If you're glad today that you've been saved and he died for you, give somebody a high five and say, neighbor, look at me now. I've been saved. I've been redeemed. And the Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so if you glad right now that you've been saved you ought to open up your mouth and give God glory because you could have been dead sleeping in your grave but he gave you another chance if you're glad about it do me a favor shake somebody real good shake them like you're gonna shake hell off of them Shake cheating off of them. Shake depression off of them. Shake backbiting off of them. And say, neighbor, excuse me. If I run around this church, because living, he loved me. Dying, he saved me. He buried, he carried my sin far away. But rising, he justified and freed me forever one day hey hey 
one day he's coming back for the glory of his name hallelujah hallelujah i'm saved i'm saved thank you for listening today we want you to partner with us and become a part of our family Please go to our website, pilgrimrestphx.org, to get more information. You can also text to give by texting PRBC to 77977. Remember to subscribe. Now, let's go live a life of higher heights and deeper depths as we occupy all streets. <laughs>